And in verses 2 and 3, God made specific promises to Abraham and his seed. And he promised that he would make of Abraham a great nation, that the nation would be a blessing to all the families of the earth, that he would bless Abraham, make of him a great nation, the nation would be a blessing to all the families of the earth, and that he would bless those that bless it, and he would curse those that curse it. God didn't choose Israel because they were so mighty. He didn't choose them because they were sensitive to God or were so spiritual or righteous. God chose them to be the object that he would show his power, his grace, and his mercy through. And he has done that down through the ages. Um, Jesus affirmed the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 19. And uh, I would encourage you to get in and, and look at those. But Israel is a promised nation. Israel's rebirth took place in 1948, and it is an incredible miracle of God that is a fulfillment of prophecy that, that God said that he would fulfill his promises to Israel. He would, after they were scattered throughout the world, bring them back for a people to keep their identity, to keep their um, ethnicity, if you please, through all these generations, and then to return to their homeland is more than just a human explanation. This is a work of God. And indeed, Israel is a blessed nation. All the world has been blessed because of the Jewish people. God delivered his word through the Hebrew prophets to the Jewish people. The Jewish people were given the Ten Commandments that are the basis of all morality. God gave us the Messiah through the Jewish people. Our Christian faith comes through the chosen people, the Jews. The gospel is to the Jew first and then also to the Gentiles. And so we can see there that we're blessed, but Israel has blessed the nation, I mean the, the world, in, in multitude of ways. I mean, if you visit Israel, they call it the green line. Israel is green and you cross their border and it's a desert. It, it is a marked, marked difference. And again, it's a testimony of the authority of God, of the power of God, and God has blessed that nation. But it is a promised nation, it is a blessed nation, but it is a persecuted nation. Satan hates the Jews. One of them said the bottom line is this is bigotry, anti-Semitism. It is all of that, but it is beyond that, it is spiritual warfare. He has always hated the Jews. It goes back to uh, the Garden of Eden 
that God said that the seed of the woman would bruise his head. And it goes back to Exodus, Pharaoh killing the Jewish baby boys. We see it again in Esther where there was the plot to destroy the Jews. That took place in, in ancient Iran. You fast forward to the Holocaust where six million Jews died. The Jews in the Holocaust lost one half of their population. You think of that. One half of the of a Jewish population was gone. And throughout history, Egypt and Assyria and Babylon and Rome have persecuted the Jews. And Germany and all of those have collapsed as world powers and, and justifiably so. Golda Meir, an Israeli leader, said there will never be peace until Muslims love their children more than they hate us. There is an underlining hatred, and it is, it is a spiritual hatred, because if this is chosen of God, you know that Satan despises it. And he has, and he will continue. And yet God, in, in miraculous ways, has preserved them. Now, we must understand that the Jewish people around the world or living in Israel, today Israel is a lost nation. The people, the vast majority of Jewish people are lost. Um, they're still rejecting the Messiah. They're still rejecting the truth of Isaiah 53, that he is the Messiah. That's why it's so important that, that we get the gospel to them. They, as a nation, have God's hand upon, upon them, but there is salvation in only one through Jesus Christ. And unless a Jewish person trusts Jesus Christ as personal Savior, they will be lost for eternity. Now, God has a plan in all of his plan for them as a nation. And honestly, one of the purposes of the seven-year period of tribulation is to bring the nation of Israel to faith. It will be catastrophic. It will be like the world has never seen before. We've looked at it in days gone by. But in understanding, they are lost that's why it's so important. I, I think it's such a great thing to be able to have missionary endeavors in that area, in Jerusalem itself, bringing the gospel. And in the last 20 years, more Jews have come to Christ than in many, many, many years. The same is true with the Muslims coming to Christ. But even in the state that it is in, God will work in the tribulation period to, to bring them. Many will perish, but will bring them to salvation. They will be a remnant. And in the end, Israel will be a prevailing nation. It doesn't matter. All the nations 
around them all the nations of the earth may say, we are going to wipe Israel off the map. That, that is their goal, to wipe Israel off the map. And, and you'll hear the news, and it may seem like it. You mark it down. You go back and read Psalm 121. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun will not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth. And, and in understand, God is the protector of Israel. And they will prevail not because they're so great, they will prevail because of God. It was fascinating when we were in Israel to hear our, our guide that participated in the, the 66-day war of 67. And he said, there is no way that we should have won this war. There's absolutely no way that we should have. He said, and, and still an unbeliever, but he acknowledges the God of Jehovah. He said, we had supernatural intervention. And to me, it's, it's sad. I mean, here's a guy that acknowledges supernatural intervention, but rejects the Messiah of Isaiah 53. But you mark it down. The Bible tells us Russia, Iran, and Turkey will someday, and it may be very soon, will come against Israel, and God himself will intervene with a, with a disaster that man cannot believe. God is the protector, and it's not Israel will prevail. God's word and God's ways will prevail. And that ought to encourage us. That ought to, that ought to build our faith in realizing this nation, I mean, we have no idea all the ways that Israel has blessed the world. Israel leads the world in agricultural technology. They are far and far beyond. They lead the world in computer technology. And yet, all the nations around them despise them, and it's spiritually motivated. It is a spiritual warfare, and God will not be defeated. And God's plan will not be disrupted. And you get people that tell you, oh, Israel doesn't matter. They're denying the very word of God. God has yet to fulfill all the promises that he gave to Abraham. He will fulfill every promise that he gave. He will reign and rule in Jerusalem. He will fulfill them, and that ought to encourage our hearts. And as you see the things going on, this is a monumental step that our nation is taking in moving the embassy back. It isn't anything, it isn't anything that President Trump's done. It was, it was put into law years ago, but we all, years ago, and we haven't had a president with the backbone enough going clear back to all the bushes and, and shrubs and everything else that we've had, the backbone enough to carry out the law that our Congress passed years ago. But there again, God's in control of that, and this is in God's timing. 
I don't understand anything about the what's going on politically. And the more I see, the less I know. But I know this. God is in control and his timing is perfect. And to think we are living in this time that uh, this is... This is going to trigger things. They've already said, we do not like this. They haven't said, we do not like this. They said, we hate this. And um, Israel is the little Satan. We are the big Satan. And yet, you can count on one thing, that God's will will be done. It ought to encourage us. It ought to fill us with great hope. I mean, to think that we're living in these days... There is no explanation for the nation Israel apart from God. None whatsoever. And and Israel doesn't need America as much as America needs Israel. Israel is not dependent upon America for their protection. It may look like it, but their protection doesn't come from America. It comes from God. And God is way bigger than America ever will be. And it ought to, as I said, encourage us, build us up in the faith, cause us to say, God, what do you want me to do while it is yet day? I want to serve. I want to be used of you. I want to be blessed of you. It ought to make us pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And that means we're praying for God to reign and rule That's when there will be peace, and that means we'll be with him, and all things will be well. Amen? Amen. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, it is incredible to see how relevant and pertinent your word is. And Lord, as we see the reality of of your hand at work around the world, and as we've looked tonight, particularly with the nation of Israel, our hearts are encouraged to know that you are in control and that we can trust you not only with world events but with every detail of our lives. So, Lord, I pray that you would bring the peace of you to Jerusalem. I pray that you would cause our nation here to continue to bless Israel so that your blessing would be on our nation. And Lord, I pray that we would understand the urgency of the hour, that we would be diligent in our service and love for you, and Lord, that our lives would make a difference in others to bring them to salvation while there is yet time. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.